Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be discussing the top performers of the week, as well as giving you our hot waiver wire pickups and going over who won the studs and duds competition between Bryduck and the Snowman. So sit back and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Division rivals player. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. But that just makes for better bullshitting. Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, a Bronco in the Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another fantasy football BS episode. I'm the Snowman with my co-host, my Texas native and Las Vegas Raider rival over here, Bryduck. Man, I just cracked open my beer for the episode. I'm drinking a Juice Lavish Hazy IPA from Southgate Brewing Company out in Oakhurst. So thank you, Southgate Brewing Company. So far, this is a delicious beer. It's 6.8%. It's definitely a good beer. I'm definitely liking it. And again, just a, a nice 6.8% beer to get me through tonight's episode. Juice lavish. That just sounds like like something that would be like fruity. Is it fruity? It is. It's a definitely, it's a little fruitier, hazy IPA. It's it's not something that's as piney and hoppy as, uh, as we would say. But dude, <laughs> wait, till, wait till you get the beer that I'm... I'm got for next episode. It's gonna be a You're, good one. It's gonna be a good one. Am I gonna, it's gonna be, be a good one? Am I gonna be peanut butter and jealous? You're gonna be definitely peanut butter and jealous, and I'm quite disappointed in myself that it took me this fucking long to actually find this. So, uh, <laughs> well, that, that's a little teaser. Now I'm looking forward to that. Exactly, teaser to everyone. Check out our episode after you listen to this one, of course. But next episode, the beer I'm drinking, you're all gonna be jealous. You're all going to be like, damn, that company should sponsor Fantasy Football BS. Just saying. <laughs> well, man, I, I was just looking over our script for the episode, and, you know, we always start going over our waiver wire pickups, and, man, we are getting into the weeds here uh, with some of these names of some of these players that I'm like, who am I, lo- who am I even looking at right now? Uh, yeah. Our injury list just continues to grow. Um, it's just disgusting for, for you know, fantasy football owners everywhere you know let's all take a moment of silence for all of the players we've lost early on in this season because it has just been absolutely miserable man just miserable the trades have been going off like wildfire though which i love everybody knows i love my fucking trades i love trades quit being pansies people make moves pull the trigger you guys sitting over there on your thumbs you know and while, while the rest of us over here are making trades uh, but you know, I, I think that, you know, one of the things that we told everybody is, is don't panic, right? Well, now we're starting to get into panic mode because we're running out of players. People, we are literally running out of players. Um, I mean, if you go start looking at some of these starting lineups, you are going to run into a handful of players that you are going to have to pull up their names and literally look them up on Google to be, cause I don't know who some of these people even are. It's, it's, and it's what about amazing. that Tennessee COVID report? 
Yeah, and then that was a wild one. You know, this morning, Tennessee uh, reports that they have three players who pop positive for, for COVID-19, five staff members. Uh, fortunately, nobody on the, the Minnesota side so far has, has tested positive. Um, but that's going to be interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they end up doing because you can't not practice all week and then just expect to play Sunday. And that's exactly why the the injury report comes out, right? That you, if you don't practice Wednesday, cool. If you don't practice Thursday, cool. Whatever you have to, you have to do some sort of practice on Friday if you're playing on Sunday. It's just the way it is. It's, yeah, it's the, the rules. way it is. You can't just say, okay, well they're good on Saturday, and but they don't have any practice. So how are they going to do that? So I'm moving Derrick Henry because I'm moving him to my flex just in case I have to push him out if he push him out if he's one of the ones that can't go because he's one of the ones that tested positive yeah because that's the other thing is they haven't told us what players which which leads me which leads me to believe they're you know practice squad guys or you know just some some depth chart guys because i i I mean i'm hard i'd be hard pressed to to think that if it was derrick henry or ryan Tannehill or you know one of these guys that they wouldn't have already announced that you know it was like a superstar oh yeah because i mean that that's exactly what we were looking for you know that's that's what we were thinking was going to happen and who was going to be the first one well the titans you know they they get to pop the cherry and they get to be the first team to kind of test the waters on how this is all going to work out um, you know, I heard some ideas and some things floated out there that they might end up pushing their game to Monday and making it a doubleheader on Monday. So there, huh, there might okay. be like a doubleheader Monday night football, or they might even push them all the way till Tuesday because then hmm. they would still be able to play that following Sunday. So look for It'd that. It'll be a short week. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So so that's some of the, the reports that we're hearing from, from folks that we have uh, some sources with is, you know, that's, that's an opportunity for something that might happen is they might flex them out into that Monday night and make it a double header or, or even a Tuesday. So keep that in mind. I don't know how that would work for fantasy football scoring because fantasy football scoring platforms stop scoring on Monday nights. So if they end up playing exactly. on, if they end up playing on Tuesday, you might have to pull those people just completely off your lineup. So yeah. that's something you're going to have to pay special close attention to. If it does end up being one of these, you know, superstars that are on your starting lineup, like a Derrick Henry or a Ryan Tannehill or, you know, an AJ Brown or something like that. Um, you know, the, these are some of those guys that you're, you're you just want to find out who, who it is, first of all, you know, um, but exactly now you got Minnesota and they, they haven't had any positive reports and, you know, also they, they're, they're hoping that these might be false positives. Cause that they they had a lot of those, you know, that they early reported on early camp. on in camps. Yeah. So, you know, there's always the the likelihood that it could be a false positive. Um, so hopefully here in the coming days, we'll find out a lot more. But yeah, definitely some some interesting news. And, you know, unfortunately for the uh, the Tennessee Titans, they get to be the one the guinea pigs here to, you know, kind of show the rest of the league how they're going to navigate through all of this. And that's why I'm just kind of playing it safe with me having Derrick Henry. I'm, I'm moving him to my flex. I'm not taking him out of my lineup just in case for obviously I, I wouldn't switch him out. Uh, until I absolutely knew he wasn't playing. But just in case, just kind of a little smart, maybe strategic thing to do is just to kind of move, if you have Derrick Henry or Corey Davis or Jonah Smith, whoever whoever you have that's that uh, skilled player besides a Ryan Tannehill, uh, maybe maybe move them the flex if they're in your starting lineup and just kind of play that play that by ear. And, and, but always, 
Bright Oak's going to hit you up with our social media. So always follow us on social media. Set those notifications because we will definitely 100% without a doubt be updating everyone throughout all the weekend stuff with injuries and possible COVID stuff to make sure that your lineups are set right for Sunday. So Bright Oak, going into the episode tonight uh, or today, excuse me, Hit us up with what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, discussion points. We're going to be uh, doing our week three recap. Um, as always, we'll be giving you guys our waiver wire pickups. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you can see uh, those top waiver wire targets that we're going to be dropping every Tuesday for you guys. Um, so obviously it's Wednesday and you guys are listening to this after waiver wires have, have gone through. Um, but if you didn't already, you'll have an opportunity. Maybe uh, some people are, are slow to the trigger and you'll be able to go scoop those guys up here late. Um, so make sure you're paying attention to that. We'll also be going over our studs and duds recap uh, from week three and who our winner was. Um, social media, uh, Instagram and YouTube, follow us at Fantasy Football BS. Again, that's at Fantasy Football BS. On Twitter, at Fantasy FBBS. Um, all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google, uh, Acast, anywhere you're listening to your podcast, you can find us at Fantasy Football BS. So make sure to tell your friends, family, all the folks that are in your fantasy football leagues to go over to their podcast platforms. Look for us at Fantasy Football BS and uh, make sure they give us that like, subscribe to our channel so that they get notified anytime we drop a new episode. Absolutely, absolutely perfect, perfect, and perfect timing here to be able to just take a pause real quick and introduce our sound engineer. Alright, we back. We back now. Let's get back right into this. Now we're gonna be going over the, the top performers here and I will go over the quarterbacks because we all know my co-host Bryduck loves him, some running backs to talk about some running backs. So I will always let my boy over here talk about those RBs. But uh, top five QBs, Patrick Mahomes dropping 40 points. And remember, everyone, this is PPR stats. This is no bonuses. This is nothing. So like if it, in our league, he would we had bonuses. So he, he had a little bit more than the 40 points. But just so you know, for PPR sakes, no bonuses. 40 points, absolutely killed it. Disgusting. Just disgusting. I, I mean, he was counting, and I know his his uh, wife or fiance, excuse me, had, had pointed out that it wasn't it, the touchdowns he was scoring. It was the the bullshit ranking he got up for the NFL Top 100, uh, mm. getting, getting four. So he was it wasn't the amount of touchdowns he was at, which was over that anyway. So <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson at 36.8. Uh, finishing second, Josh Allen, my boy. Sorry to my wife. Uh, she's still upset about me about that one, but 32.2. Uh, Dad Prescott, 29.5. And Jared Goff coming in in the top five here with 28.2. Yeah, I mean, just looking at those top five quarterbacks, obviously Patrick Mahomes, make sure you call him Patrick. His mom made that very uh, clear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't call my son Pat. Don't call my son Pat. So I might so, scream. So, so Patrick Mahomes, uh, just, just disgusting, man. Watching the kid play last night, it's just so effortless. He's on a totally different level. 
Um, I don't even think it's it's fair what he's doing right now. In the, in the he's league. all world. He's he's literally all world. So nobody's on his level. He, he deserves everything he he was awarded in that contract and more. Probably underpaid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously, I, I want to just touch on on Patrick Mahomes' performance. I mean, just just amazing. I, I, I'm I'm uh, every week I'm like. Okay, he, he he surely can't keep this up forever, right? I mean, but he he really is just going to be the face of the NFL for for the next decade. Um, just a, a great a great football player, very very. I mean, just very talented. Uh, jumping yeah, into our, jumping into go, our top five right running backs. Yeah, jumping into our top five running backs. Alvin Kamara with forty four point seven points. Just tarted. Absolutely disgusting. Did you see that that hurdle? He put on that dude and kind of gave him that shift off and then ended up taking it to the house. Like, oh, yeah, it literally looked effortless. Like it looked like he was like uh, like on a joystick or something. It was just amazing. Um, But yeah, he and it's not breaking news, but everyone again, Green Bay's run defense sucks. uh, Yeah, absolutely terrible. They still suck everyone. (laughs) And then and then a a shocker here at RB2 for the week was uh, Rex Burkhead. Um, you know, I, I started seeing his name trending on, on top waiver wire targets. And I was like, huh, Rex Burkhead, huh? Against the Raiders. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that seems like the no name type of guy to go off against the Raiders. And sure enough, yeah. Rex Burkhead did, um, every week there is a, there is one no name guy who will go off against the Raiders. So just keep that in mind. Austin, they definitely scheme. Yeah. That was definitely a scheme play. And James White being out and absent again, because of the, the family stuff. Uh, led way for for Rex Burkhead over here just to go off. So I started watching some, uh, you know, just to go off off on a little tangent here. I went I went and started watching some game tape on that Patriots uh, Raiders game, and to commend the the Patriots defense and that coaching staff for what they did against the the Las Vegas Raiders there against that in that game. So they did something really, really interesting in that game. Um, and somebody else, another analyst had pointed it out. And I, I started watching more film and I was like, this is fucking genius. So Derek Carr is a check down machine. That's that's Absolutely. what he does. So if his first target's not there, check down every time. So do you know what the Patriots did to scheme against that? They, they double teamed every single check down player and single teamed all of the outside perimeter guys. Wow. I'd never seen that done before. In all my years, I played defense through through college people. Like I've never in my life had 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 a game week schemed to double team all checkdown players. And and uh, as a brilliant. defensive coach, yeah, as a defensive coach at the at the division two level, safeties, especially in a two high safety your outside perimeter kind of almost go into a natural bracket or or two-man just coverage there just to allow those wide receivers, if they're running deep or anything like that, the the coverages that those safeties play almost are over the top, those perimeter players for eliminating big plays or just kind of double-team the right player. So, yes, it is definitely kind of a new, it's very innovative and of course, it comes from Bill Belichick's defense over there to be able to double team the checkdowns versus 
double teaming the outside guys. Yeah, super, super smart. Uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of cover a little bit more of the football end of, of fantasy football there. And obviously it's a defense, but if you've got the Patriots defense, man, I, I said it when the season started. I don't know why people were, were discounting that Patriots defense. They're still elite. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm not taking anything away from that defense. Uh, next up, uh, Austin Eckler finishing as the finally. Uh, as the RB three. Finally woke up, people. Finally woke up. Thirty one point three points. Um, fourth RB four was uh, James Robinson with thirty point nine points, uh, which has been a, a pleasant surprise to a lot of people. Um, and something I put out on our on our Instagram today for a uh, a poll question was: Is James Robinson a buy or sell? you know, high candidate. So right now, if, if you are a James Robinson owner, should you be selling high? Um, or is, you know, or if, if you are a James Robinson owner, do you believe in what he's doing right now? Can he keep it up? So that's something to be, uh, discussed there. I traded my, uh, in my other league, I traded OBJ for James Robinson because steel Christian, Mc, Christian McCaffrey's hurt. I had Mac hurt. James Conner had a boo-boo after week one, doing fine now. Philip Lindsay out. All my running backs in a four-bench league and a 12-person league, let alone only having four bench spots and 12, 12 people in a league. There's nobody on that on the waivers. Uh, he had him on his bench, and, I mean, rightfully freely so. I mean, he's, his RBs were stacked, so he, he didn't really need them. So traded OBJ. I traded high with OBJ, and everyone was giving him shit on Thursday night when he was just going off. Oh, and, Absolutely. And Absolutely. just pinging me as the I, guru over here. I, I mean, I mean, I you know, usually trade rape is frowned upon in most leagues, but apparently with yours, they were okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I still say it was a fair trade. He had no wide receivers. I gave him a wide receiver. He, I took a Man, running back that was on his bench. OBJ is one of those started. guys that, so, so I just got OBJ in a trade this week. And I, he's, he's one of those guys that you just slur. He's, top five talent in the league but it's just for whatever reason just isn't putting it together out there in cleveland and and recently came out and said that he is at a point in his career where he has come to the 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 grasp and understanding that he's not going to be the offense and that the offense isn't going to revolve around him and cleveland's offense really is built to run they have you know two elite running backs um, and OBJ basically said that he he's he's fine with playing that role now. So interesting um, that that he came out and made that statement. But um, yeah, OBJ is one of those guys where I'm just like, God, you could be so good for my fantasy team. It, he he has such a high ceiling. So worth 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 going after for cheap if you can get him. Um, and then, and then our RB five to, to, to wrap it up here, Derrick Henry with 27 points, uh, Derrick Henry finally having a a pretty solid game there. Um, so just, just one of the things that has really stood out to me, um, in particular for running backs in, in this first, uh, you know, three weeks of the season is where the fuck is Kenyon Drake, man, can he wake the fuck up? He is killing me in all my leagues. Like, dude. Kenyon Drake, if you are hearing this right now, I am pissed. You owe me nothing. <laughs> I you don't know who I am or even care, but I'm pissed at you because, damn it, man, I I was praising this guy all off season. I was like, pick him up, second round running back. You know, don't even think about it. Pull the trigger. He's gonna be a PPR machine with Kyler Murray and man, he just 
they're they're for whatever reason they're not getting this kid the ball they're not getting him points he's getting the ball he's just not getting touchdowns if he, i mean it's it's like uh it's like mark ingram except yeah. that Kenyon drake's at least getting the touches he's getting the touches he's just not getting any touchdowns man and that's what's killing his score because he could actually be having pretty decent weeks if he would just add a touchdown each week um but man it's it's and, and i have d hop so i'm i'm okay with kyler murley throwing him the ball 24 times a game so yeah i mean that, talk that, about people that doubted him doubted d hop for losing out on targets to go into kyler murray with larry fitzgerald christian kirk kenyon drake everyone's like oh i don't i don't know if he's gonna see the targets i think he'll he'll see a little less production yeah well you guys are idiots because he has seen a ton of volume. So much volume. So much volume. But, yeah, that, that wraps up our top five running backs. Why don't you give us our uh, top five wide receivers? Top five wide receivers. There is uh, no massive, huge names on this list. No Calvin Ridley. Uh, no D-Hop. None, none of those. Devonta Adams didn't play, but none, none of those people. We went with a Tyler Lockett with 37 points. Finished third overall in fantasy this week man 37 points that cowboys defense is terrible oh if if you got if you got a guy going against the cowboys defense wide receiver tight end whatever it is play him i feel i feel so bad for dak because he's getting so much blame out there and it's like the guy's throwing for 400 yards a game like you guys are having to score 35 plus points a game just to be in it like that's not dak's fault your defense needs to stop someone um, and talk about my stepdad's team real quick in our league. So he has Adam Thielen go off week one. He has, and I mean, he just has every single person. He's got Russell Wilson, which is good, but he gets one person a week that just goes ballistic. Like Darren Waller week two. Bananas. Tyler Lockett this last week. It's just like, dude, like, yeah. You are the luckiest human alive. Like. Oh man! Uh, before I jumped on the to, to record with you, uh, Kayla, my wife, everyone was like, "Oh, are you going to record? Why don't you guys talk about how shitty my team is?" So I was looking at her team because she is zero and three. She's dead last right now, guys. She has more points than me overall. Yeah. She has more overall points than me. She's just super unfortunate, and that's one of those things where you face someone every week who has their best week. You know, that was me last year. Because right now, as it shapes out, I'm two and one, but my wife has more overall points than me. You know, it just sometimes that's the way it works out. You know, you just are very unfortunate that you go up against people who have their best week of the season against you. Um, and she, yeah, she's. I'm her team at it right is stacked, now. man. She's got 416 points. Yeah. I mean, overall, she would definitely slide above you in fifth, and she's 0 and three. And she's 0 and three. It's crazy, right? And her team is stacked. She has a really, really good team. So I was looking at it, and I was like, I would make you some trades, but, like, honestly, your team is already set. Like, you've just been super unfortunate. So if you're one of those people that, you know, it has just been very unfortunate with who you faced, um, I, I just I urge you to stay patient with your team. Um, don't start, you know, having a fire sale you know, now if you're looking at those overall league points and you're at the bottom of that totem pole, it's time to start making some moves. But if 100%. you're if if you're way above people who are like, 
you know, two and one like me, for instance, in points, you've just been unfortunate. So it's not not any fault of your own with your team. It's just been unfortunate circumstances. And, you know, a lot of people won't say it, but fantasy football, sometimes a lot of it is luck. And, you know, you just get lucky that week. So um, obviously there's a lot of skill and, and strategy that goes into it. Um, but you know, sometimes some luck will swing your way and it helps out. So, um, in the other side of that, sometimes you have some very unfortunate luck. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And then going back into number two wide receiver this last week was Justin Jefferson at 30.5. He's, he's having a great year and I believe it was Bryduck and myself, the snowman over here that we're singing his praises. Singing his praises, he went from a similar offense from LSU to Minnesota, and everyone is He was going to take Diggs' role. Taking Diggs' role. Everyone was talking Ruggs, Judy, CeeDee Lamb, and here is Justin Jefferson just starting to, to come into his own, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking about him, I'm sure, here in a second. Allen Robinson uh, finishing third with 30.2. Cedric Wilson. With Dallas with 27.7, pure scheme play. They had a game plan, kind of like a Rex Burkhead. They had a game plan where they were going to feed that person. They saw something in film, and Cedric Wilson just absolutely blew up. And then Alan Lazard uh, finishing fifth with 26.4 points. He's turned out to be a nice secondary target for Aaron Rodgers out there in, in Green Bay. Uh, so, Bryduck. Uh, hit us up with our top five tight ends here. Yeah, this isn't this isn't 2010, folks. This is 2020, and I'm dropping Jimmy Graham on you with tight end number one. Yep, man, crazy. Jimmy Graham, 24 points. Uh, you know who who would have saw that one coming? Not me. Uh, good for him. But good for him. You know, and, and still still a, a, a talented player, um, and will give you some of those weeks. Uh, I, you know, we'll be talking about him when we come up to our waiver wire edition, but you know, Jimmy Graham's a a name to keep on the, on the waiver wire ads, uh, Tyler Croft with 18.4 points, Eric Ebron with 16.2 points, Travis Kelsey with 14.7 points. What you're not seeing here, folks, is you're not seeing some of the bigger names. Um, you know, your Zach Ertz, your Andrews, your Darren Wallers, um, your Goddards, you know, where, where, you know, where are all these guys? It was yeah, no, a very strange week in the NFL for tight ends. And it, it seems like that's kind of been the season. The only big name that stayed within the top five every week has been Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, because he's the most he's, reliable. And, and I mean, Kittle, you know, he's been injured, so you can't really knock him for that. But yeah. even Darren Waller with he was literally shut down in that game. He went from being all world tight end the week before against the saints to who, where is Darren is he even, is he even suited up today? Darren Waller in the fourth quarter, he got, he got his first reception with like four minutes left to go in that game. Um, Crazy. So pr- pretty, pretty amazing how the, the Patriots were just able to shut down Waller, but those are your top tight ends of the week. And uh, before before we get into our waiver wire pickups here for the week, everyone, let's take a pause here and, and listen to our sponsored ad. If you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection, do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business, Bay Breakers. They'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players. I've already added some fire helmets to my collection, and you can too. Just follow Bay Breakers on Facebook and get in the game. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you, Bay Breakers, again, dropping the sick helmets over there. Check them out, Bay Breakers, on Facebook. Look them up. 
hit them up. They're they're definitely pretty dope over there. So uh, we're going to be jumping in to our waiver wire pickups. There's a couple names here, everyone, that we're just going to kind of mention. We're not really going to discuss too much because, again, it's uh, we want to make sure we give you the most important information here. Uh, so quarterback Nick Foles on the rise, everyone, with Trubisky, Trashbisky being benched. Chicago's offense was moving the ball pretty good with Nick Foles behind the helm. So he is getting the start. So for some reason you have a quarterback that's hurt or you're in one of those leagues that is a two-quarterback league, Nick Foles could be a nice plug-and-play for you right here. Now, going into, again, like I said, we didn't want to talk so much about that type of situation, but going into the running backs, Bryduck hit us up with our priority running backs that people should focus on here going for for week four so so obviously every week uh we get we get a ton of dms and uh the hot topic item today that we've been getting in our dms is do i go for miles gaskin carlos hyde or travis homer and those are probably going to be your top three running back waiver wire ads for the week if you're looking for some some depth or you know you're unfortunate like many others with with uh, the injury plagues that have been going on yeah. um, those are the three guys that you're looking at so here's here's my word of advice if you are a Chris Carson owner you need to go get Carlos Hyde if you're not a Chris Carson owner and you just need running back depth for whatever reason I'm going for Miles Gaskin, and here's my reasoning. Yeah, Carlos Hyde is going to be valuable in the short term. Miles Gaskin will be valuable in the long term. So exactly. you'll get more value out of Miles Gaskin, you know, giving up that waiver wire priority that you're going to have to go, you know, when you go and pick up a player uh, on, on the waivers. Um, you know, I'm, I don't necessarily want to give it up for a Carlos Hyde for two weeks, you know, if I have that first waiver wire priority. Um, I'm probably going to go get somebody that will be on my squad for at least the season as a starter. Um, so Miles Gaskin, if you're not a Chris Carson owner, is probably your top priority. If you are a Chris Carson owner, go for Carlos Hyde. Travis Homer, Homer um, honorable mention there. We don't really know what to expect with him. Um, I, I anticipate Carlos Hyde will probably be the, the first and second down back. And you'll sprinkle in some Travis Homer on third downs, maybe a, a PPR uh, look there for, for Travis Homer. Um, I would say for Travis Homer, more of a watch and see this weekend uh, versus going out and trying to pick him up. If you have a super deep bench league that you guys have, you know, crazy benches, um, by all means, go and scoop him up. And, you know, then if he does boom, then he's already on your team. But if you have a short bench like, you know, leagues that we're in with four people benches, you're not going to go and waste a spot on Travis Homer to sit on your bench uh, no, ju just not. to see if he if he takes off this weekend or not. Um, absolutely. But those absolutely. are those are going to be your top waiver wire uh, pickups of the week for running back. Uh, wider wide receivers, some some good ones here. Uh, Alan Lazard, right? Alan Lazard has done it for for three weeks now. He's looked really good, and he's been more consistent than the twenty five so Valdez Scantling. Yeah, yeah, so Valdez Scantling is more of the 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 quick hitter. He's kind, yeah. he's kind of like a, a McCole Hardman to me, right? He kind of comes in, goes deep, either he catches it or he doesn't, and that's that's kind of his his 
his game plan. Uh, yeah. Lazard is more of the every down wide receiver who can get, you know, in between the hashes and, you know, get you some, uh, you know, more flexibility with his route running uh, options there. Plus, you know, I argue that even when Adams comes back, I think Lazard becomes more valuable at that point because Adams will command double teams. He's an elite wide receiver. People in the league are going to double team Adams, which then gives Lazard more looks, more opportunities. So even when Adams comes back, I would I would argue that he becomes more valuable at that point. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right now, what he's doing right now is just gaining Rodgers' trust. Exactly. He's banking that trust from Rodgers, that Rodgers can go to you. He's already kind of sketchy about Scanlon. Scanlon has had some big drops uh, the last two years or whatever, so uh, Rodgers would prefer probably not to if he was going to go to anyone. Now, Alan Lazard is only rostered in 49% of leagues, so you got plenty of time. I, I know he's gone in ours, but you got plenty of plenty of leagues that have him open, and he's a good wide receiver to have, and value's going to continue to to stay the same and rise when, when Adams comes back. Yeah, I mean, now, if you look at his stats, too, you, you've got 15 targets. You've got over 250 yards receiving on three three weeks. You know, that's averaging over 80 yards a game. You add in some touchdowns for Lazard, and that's that's a big-time player for you. Um, so don't, you know, don't sleep on Lazard. I know a lot of people are... They're they're huge on Adams for whatever you know not obviously for whatever reason but they're what I mean is they're they're huge on Adams but nobody else I don't understand that because there's they still have Aaron Rodgers he has to get the ball spread out to other people so somebody has to get those targets and why not Lazard exactly exactly and then another wide receiver to to look at here is Justin Jefferson of course uh, again. He's starting to, to come in there and, and prove that he could be that Stefan Diggs. And if Adam Thielen is double teamed, Jefferson is, is open more. And again, he's just having a, a good rookie season, proving that he could be that dude that essentially just came in, replaced, and is getting a lot of looks here early on into the season. He's only rostered 31% uh, of the league's. So again, if you have a Devontae Adams or a Julio Jones or even a Michael Thomas that uh, is out for a little bit longer and you need someone, Justin Jefferson might be someone to kind of pick up that you could potentially get great value later on in the season as the season keeps going on. His stock could rise tremendously so yeah uh, and, and you know you know that adam thielen is just one snap away from a pulled hammy so exactly. i mean I, I would urge you to go scoop up justin jefferson immediately um he should be rostered in 100 percent of leagues because he's their number two wide receiver he's extremely valuable um and i i would argue that you know there's probably people on your roster right now that you could drop for justin jefferson yeah yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And the last wide receiver uh, we got here is, is Brandon Ayuk, uh, coming in, looking good, finally healthy. Uh, definitely someone that the the Niners look to. And, uh, I mean, he was only projected to have 9.75 points. It blew up for 21.2. Now, I know you're playing the Giants, but still, I mean, uh, being a rookie, not having Kittle, not having the weapons that the Niners have, typically Not having your offense, starting quarterback? 
not having your starting quarterback, not having Debo Samuel, not having these people, and Brandon Ayoke still went off. So that just means that Shanahan picked him for a reason. Shanahan likes this kid and is going to game plan and scheme for Brandon Ayoke. Even with Jimmy G out, he was still able to just go on a rampage for 21.1 points. And again, he's only rostered in 28% of the leagues. So he there's plenty of leagues out there that he's available. He's probably available in ours. I know my wide receivers, I'm stacked, so I don't need them. But uh, if anyone in our league needs them, uh, Brandon Ioke is, is someone that can come in and again, fill hold and he proves that he's going to be getting the ball and getting the volume that uh, Niner fans were hoping he would be able to. And with Debo, Debo Samuel still out, Brandon Ayoke could be the dude with, with Kittle down. So uh, those are a wide receiver waiver wires to pick up. Again, not a huge list as we're kind of getting deep in, uh, getting early on in this season. A lot of people are, are kind of, they're out. So uh, they're, they're injured or... I mean, shit, I guess they're just injured or whatever. There's a ton of injuries out there, so having to replace and scramble. But, Bryduck, who's a tight end that that people should be looking at here? Yeah, uh, you know, obviously going back to Schultz, if you didn't pick up Schultz, he's still available in in quite a bit of leagues. Um, But the the number one tight end target that we have on our list uh, for this week is going to be Jimmy Graham. So the Chicago Bears came out yesterday and said that Nick Foles is not just the starter this weekend. He is the starter for the future. So if you are a Chicago Bears fan, first of all, you are jumping for joy because Trash Bisky, you know, is finally on his way out. And next thing to be very excited about is having a competent quarterback who can actually spread the ball around to people that, you know, have talent. So Jimmy Graham, Allen Robinson owners, Montgomery owners, you know, you guys should all be very excited right now because I think that all of the Bears offensive weapons just took a a huge increase in their value. So Jimmy Graham with with Foles coming in uh, gets 10 targets six receptions, two touchdowns, puts up 24 points. Oh my God, is this Jimmy Graham from the past? Like what is going on here? So I was really excited to see what Jimmy Graham was able to do. Um, Obviously, I think that he could be a huge, huge weapon for PPR. Um, I think he could be a PPR machine. Uh, You know, if you can go scoop him up and you got bench spots, uh, you know, you can go get Jimmy Graham right now. Uh, if you need a starter for, for tight end, this is someone that you can plug in and be, you know, pretty confident with that he's going to put up some some good numbers. And and you got him going up against Indy this weekend. You got to like that matchup. Um, tough defense, but, you know, the, the thing that the Colts don't do very well is they don't do very well with covering tight ends over the middle. And that's kind of Jimmy Graham's bread and butter is getting open over the middle. So a lot of opportunity this weekend. I anticipate that game to be a bit of a shootout. Um, But, you know, I think that Jimmy Graham is somebody that if you want a tight end to be on your team, that's going to put up touchdowns and and big numbers. I mean, 10 targets is, is great volume for PPR. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, and that's that's kind of perfect talk right there. And and before we go uh, into our studs and duds, now again, there's there's plenty of pickups. There's plenty of names out there that you may have questions about. So 
definitely hit us up, DM us, whatever, uh, and we'll definitely let you know our thoughts on particular players. We know some of you are not going to be able to get some of these people. And again, we're going to be dropping some of those names uh, ahead uh, of, of this episode since we've been dropping episodes on Wednesday. Check us out. We'll be able to drop some of that information beforehand and then be able to have you listen to our content here of why we prioritize those as our as our waiver picks so uh going going into our advertisement here let's take a nice little sponsor so we can listen to home diy dan does your wife nag at you because you said you'd get to that project six weeks ago do you have to google how to change a light bulb are you tired of your friends showing off their home projects take control of your home be the master of your domain. Visit Home DIY Dan on YouTube and learn how to make your house look like a man lives there. All right. Thank you, Home DIY Dan. Thank you again. Check his YouTube out. Go watch some of those videos. I know I'm going to be watching some of those videos when we get a house to, to make sure that we can spuff it up a little bit nicer on, on our own. So uh, go check him out. Yeah, absolutely. He he actually's been doing some uh some Halloween decoration ones too with, oh, with his kids and stuff and it's it's been pretty uh he does some some cool stuff, man. Those videos are fun to watch. He he's he's coming a long way. Um but yeah, jumping into our studs and duds, snow. I mean, I don't know, man. Week 3 studs and duds. Did Brida go 3 weeks in a row? Um Unfortunately, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I got fucked on on again. So again, I have the worst absolute luck. This is why I don't go to Vegas. So I can't gamble because I always lose whenever I gamble. And whatever I choose, if I choose red, go black. Everyone, you guys are going to fucking go home big time because whoever I pick just seems to completely dud it out. I think I should make it to where if I want my Whoever I pick as my dud should be my studs and the opposite of way around. And when we talk about a couple of these names, I'm still pissed because these people hit like their exact number, like exact projected points. And yeah. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you couldn't get two more receptions to go above your projected points or just have 10 less yards to go below. Like you're a dick, <laughs> like a dick. So uh, why, don't, why don't you hit us up with your with your studs here? Yeah, so a little recap on the studs uh, from week three. We had uh, Cam Newton, who uh, just didn't have to do much. Um, so Cam Newton I did not hit on. Mike Davis uh, hit on. Mike Davis had a, a great week. Um, Joshua Kelly, who I still am, am a believer in, but, uh, Josh Kelly did not hit either. So on my studs, I went one for three not a, not a great turnout for my studs. Yep. My studs here, Russell Gage. Now again, uh, Russell Gage got hurt and he went out. I still think he would have hit if he would have been in the whole entire game. A hundred percent. But he went out early, and I, Julian Edelman, I mean, he just, they they fed him the ball, but he just, they blanketed him, and the Raiders' defense did a great job of, he still had seven targets, but he only had two catches. So um, I, I think if he could have had those, we'll see. But uh, the other one, Robbie Anderson, was the one that hit his exact fucking point projection. <laughs> exact point projection. And it's not like he was, like, 
outbeat by the rest of the Carolina offense. It was just something that Mike Davis over here just beasted and took everything. Took all took all the touches. No one else got to touch the ball in that offense. Yeah. But uh, Robbie Anderson fell short for me on the stud, but uh, he was the one that pissed me off because he was the one that hit his exact project projection. If he would have had two more catches or one catch and 30 more yards or even just a score, I would have easily hit that one. But uh, who, are the, who are the duds here? Yeah, so my duds of the week were Adam Thielen uh, against the Titans. I hit on that one. Adam Thielen was a dud. Uh, Melvin Gordon going up against that Bucks defense. We told you guys Melvin Gordon was going to get shut down, and he did not have a good week. Uh, another dud there. And then uh, my third dud of the week going, to go, going up against that Patriots defense. Like I was telling everybody, man, don't sleep on that Patriots defense. Josh Jacobs, as my third dud, was a dud. So uh, yep. I went three for three on my duds. And, uh, you know, just to, to keep count here, in the last – two weeks i am six for six on duds so if you want to know who's gonna suck this week i'll tell you who's gonna suck <laughs> I'm, ba- I'm i'm doing pretty good on my duds here uh my duds uh nick chubb i didn't i didn't expect now chase young went out pretty early as well with a growing injury so uh that that defensive line got a little less uh stacked there uh but again without without the two touchdowns he would have he would have fell in that dud range. Yeah. So it just happened to be that he ended up being on that goal line and they gave it to him and he ended up punching it in for those scores. Otherwise, if he didn't get those two scores, he would have had a terrible game. So uh, I still stick by by that decision that I think he would have dudded out. But again, luck wasn't in my favor there. And wherever they had the ball that was close, he was able to put in the score. But Kareem Hunt, again, still put up 14 points. So chubb owners you may have that but watch out for kareem hunt because he's stealing some volume now heem hines i definitely hit that one uh now Braddock was was hitting me up uh saying i i missed out on that one but uh i i definitely did hit it because when we do our studs and duds episode and and post it thursday numbers change by the weekend so if for some reason we say someone's a stud and a dud and we hit on top of those and you disagree with us just remember that those numbers are based upon when we have that episode posted on thursday uh not not sunday otherwise we'd be posting this shit on sunday uh naheem hines definitely didn't get it saw a little bit more volume but definitely didn't get it and todd Gurley was another one that that hit his point value went up above his one project one point above his projection and uh, again, I, I still think Atlanta doesn't run the ball very good. I think if Russell Gage would have been in that game, Russell Gage would have hit, and Todd Gurley probably wouldn't have hit. So uh, because some of those touches could have gone to, to Russell Gage out there in in, in the um, in the passing game, excuse me. But uh, needless to say, again, Bryduck is the winner. That's why we have we play 15 Woo-woo. weeks uh, now. Again, he's not winning in our fantasy league right now. Uh, hey, I'm so, two and one, man. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm two and one as well, but I'm up by like 150 points uh, overall point wise. So uh, I, I definitely exaggerating there. But, I'm pulling uh, that. I'm pulling it up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's definitely. I'm not down. I'm not only up by like 10 points. It's close. Uh, it's uh, close. It, it's it's. 
it's not very close. <laughs> I, I can I can tell you right now that my two and one team is at four hundred and seventy eight points to Brightux four thirteen. So I'm up I'm up over fifty points here, and uh, we'll we'll see. Peanuts. Uh, we gotta we gotta see when we actually when we duke it out on on our fantasy league and and see when we actually play each other to, man to I, see how I, this I, is I think the down. people need I think the people need to hear this on air snow so I've got I've got a gripe here with you and it's the fact that I've offered you countless amounts of trades and it's not even the fact that you deny them or offer me counters that are just ridiculous it's the fact that you just don't respond snow respond to my damn trades I want answers. Answers. <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now. I got a pending transaction. Everyone, he wants to give me Jerry Judy and Cam Akers for Kareem Hunt and and Schultz. So uh, I, I'm going to decline that trade. That's a good trade <laughs> offer. It, I mean, it is besides the fact that I have Calvin Ridley, Stefan Diggs, and... Hey, in a, and, in a year of COVID, what's more important than depth, brother? Uh, true, true that, true that. We we need another IR position, by the way, because uh, Dallas Goddard is 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 out. But uh, going in, my beer is finally finished. Everyone, I need to crack me open another one so I can start studying up for the studs and duds episode. But Bryduck, hit us up with those closing remarks. Alrighty, people. Social media, Instagram, YouTube. Follow us at Fantasy Football BS. I'm telling you guys on Instagram, follow us. We're very active on there. We're always dropping uh, new posts, new stories that'll keep your guys' lineups up to date and keep you guys ahead of the curve. So trust me, anybody who's listening to us, uh, every time I'm walking down the halls at work or anything, I'm being stopped by people and they're all telling me that they're listening to the show and they are way ahead of their friends when it comes to picking up certain players and people are starting to catch, you know, starting to catch on like, how the hell do you know this stuff? So make sure that you guys are, you know, tuning in and listening. And, you know, if you don't want to be greedy, share with your leagues too, so that they can, they can join in on the fun. Um, yeah, maybe. And then also on Twitter, follow us at fantasy, uh, FBBS, um, listening to us on on uh podcast platforms at fantasy football bs all major podcast platforms spotify itunes google podcast pod being wherever you listen to your podcast you'll find us at fantasy football bs any questions uh hit us up we love your guys's dms we're always you know uh responding back to you guys um we've even got people you know asking us for our for our personal cell phone numbers because they want you know more direct access yep. to us you know, if, if we know you personally, we might give that to you. <laughs> but but it, it's been pretty funny because we've actually been having people like, hey, I need like on the minute answers before, you know, five minutes before kickoff. And I don't want to DM you guys and you guys miss it. So um, just make sure you guys are shooting us all those questions ahead of time. Um, there is quite a bit, but we make sure that we do get we do get to every single last one of you guys. So make sure yep. that you guys are shooting those over to us. And uh uh, also, uh, on tomorrow's episode, we'll be previewing the games this week, going over our studs and duds picks of the week. Um, so make sure that you guys are tuning in for that and getting your lineup set up so that you guys are all dialed in to uh, win week four. Uh, and yeah. as always, thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, thank you to Air Care Heating and Cooling. You can reach them at 408-809-7350, servicing all the homes out there in the Bay Area of California. Or you can visit them at www dot aircareheatandcool dot com
Boom. Boom. As always, guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace out. Pass it, I'll catch it, making you the magic. Take another pull off the bottle and I'll match it. Pass it around every day is like a Friday. Showing you the sound and I'll tell it to you my way.